This Advisor Success Series podcast is brought to you by Astron Life. Get more out of Astron Life. More opportunity and value for both you and your clients. Welcome to the first in a series of podcasts during which we'll be talking to advisors who've built successful advice propositions and successful businesses. We'll be having conversations about their path towards success and in doing so we hope that some of the learnings they've experienced may add value for you as you continue to develop your own advice proposition and successful advice business. First up we're talking today to Brisbane-based advisor Tapel Kafer. We're talking today to Gallagher's Tapel Kafer. Hello, Tapel. Hey, Peter. How are you? Very well, thank you. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, Gallagher's and uh, where the businesses uh, come from? Yeah, certainly. So Gallagher's is a new entrant here in Australia in the, I guess, in the, in the benefit space or wealth management. Uh, in fact, they're only uh, 16 months old because we were their first acquisition here in Australia in, uh, in employee benefits. Okay, who was we? Uh, that's uh, Graham Campbell and myself, as well as our team at Complete Financial Balance. Okay. So uh, Complete Financial Balance has been around for about 15 years and uh, was formed by Graham and myself, two individual advisors coming together, uh, realizing we had uh, very different ways of running a business, uh, but collectively, um, his strengths uh, were my weaknesses and vice versa, hence we called ourselves the yin and the yang of the business. And it was that yin and the yang that took this business from a insurance sales business to a uh, to a more comprehensive advice business. Oh, that that, that sounds pretty great. So uh, you met Graham how long ago? Did you say about fifteen years ago? All right. And can you tell us a little bit about the uh, business proposition of Complete Financial Balance and then Gallagher? Do you have a particular specialist area? Yeah. So uh, over the years and and through the GFC, we realised that we needed to adapt. Um, uh, we saw that many advice businesses were struggling and uh, we're fortunate that we're geographically located is opposite the Royal Brisbane Hospital and at the time was the largest employer of health and doctors and specialist workers uh, here in Queensland. So we started to target market that field. Uh, we started to understand their occupational risks. Uh, we formed a panel of advice uh, which consisted of doctors and specialists, and we learned from them about their everyday duties and what was their biggest concerns. And the outcome from that was bloodborne disease and needle stick injuries. So as a result, we, uh, we went to the insurance companies, the life insurance companies, and uh, advised them of our findings. And a couple of insurance companies jumped on board and adjusted their definitions, um, which was their bloodborne disease, sharps, needle sticks, etc. And uh, before we knew it, we were what we call the architects of these definitions and uh, then went and sponsored medical conferences and talked about their occupational risks and it got traction. And uh, we were perceived as the specialists in that space and we owned that space for quite a period of time. Hence, we've got three to 400 specialists and, uh, and training specialists as clients now. So is that the answer? A lot of uh, advisors listening to our conversation today um, 
will are targeting or will have considered targeting the uh, medical industry or, or doctors and specialists. What exactly was it about your approach that uh, saw the doors open for you? Well, we, we soon realised that we took a shotgun approach and uh, literally went for everything medical that we could, but we realised it's a very, very broad field. So we actually started to target market the specialists, which was first orthopaedics, then anaesthetics, purely because of their um, exposure to blood-borne disease um, and, and, and blood splashes and all those sort of horrible, gross things and just the nature of their work. Uh, but we also changed all our marketing strategy and structure and that was we wrote our marketing in a medical format. They actually read things differently to us normal people. Uh, we had all our marketing peeled. Our pens were actually syringe needle pens, and uh, and every aspect of our business was uh, was focused to the medical space. Now, don't get me wrong. We still got referred to mums and dads and engineers and teachers, but our pure marketing dollar was focused and spent in that medical space. Well, that's brilliant. And before we go any further, I just want to go over that a little bit again. You created syringe needle pens as part of your marketing proposition. That is correct. And it's ethically maybe incorrect, but doctors like them. They used to grab them by the handful and used to love them. And they had our symbol and logo and um, a name, etc. And we had multicolored ink, but of course we found that red was the most popular and just stuck with the red colors. So. Of course it was to fill. <laughs> so, um, what are the other critical, you, you, your business, your proposition has clearly worked and it's been very successful. What are the other critical elements in building the business? Obviously, it's not just you and Graham. Can you tell us a little bit, bit more detail perhaps about yeah, that? Yeah, so through our growth, we started to um, uh, require staff. You know, like any business you grow, you need uh, client services, you need power planning, you need other advisors. And, uh, but we were very, we were very uh, mindful of who we bring into the team and we started to realise that culture uh, is the number one aspect in our business. And we went through a number of teething problems and we soon realised that the experience Graham and I brought to the table just wasn't enough. So everybody in this business needed to play a part from the receptionist to the client services, they all needed to own part of this business. And I don't mean own via shares, I mean own via, you know, be the champion of something. So everyone in this business, even today, is a champion of something, whether it's explant, whether it's newsletters, whether it's communication, whether it's process. And that means that they are the best that they can be in that area and they teach the business, but they also process it. All right, so there are lots of, uh, again, there are lots of advisors listening um, who who told us over the years that consistency of staff and staffing issues is one of their biggest issues in running their business. Is your message then, um, to have all advice businesses find a way to have their staff feel like they own part of the business. 100%. And, and what we have learnt is we think, many advisors think we know all the areas of our business and know how to do everything, whether it's technology, whether it's technical, whether it's sales. The reality is we can't be the best at everything. But if you actually ask your staff what they're actually good at or what they enjoy after hours, you realise you can actually incorporate a lot of that into the business. If you just stick to their job description and they just come in and do their 8.30 to 5, and we're not not asking people to do overtime, we don't believe in overtime, but if you just want them to do 8.30 to 5 based on that job description, then it's very difficult for that individual staff member to grow and in theory your business to grow. Okay, so um, clearly you've been on a journey and it, it would appear that you continue 
to be on that journey. Um, have there been any key learnings for you in terms of uh, 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 two advisors, yourself and Graham, who've built an advice business? Any key learnings that you can recollect and share with with our audience? Well, key learnings are um, some of the best learnings are through your mistakes. So when you make mistakes, uh, you um, you can't run away from it. You've got to fix it. And we've made lots and lots of mistakes. And I use an analogy that uh, we we make mistakes probably every week in some aspect, but we're able to keep those those mistakes limited to what I call a hallway or a corridor. And we literally bounce between the walls down that corridor, and uh, but we're able to you know keep moving forward i think many businesses um, their corridor is too wide and they actually fall over which means they grow too big too quickly and don't have the right processes and don't have the right systems or don't have the right technology or people uh, because all of those are very important in building a business so that's a that's a really important message and i guess uh, many advisors will be seeking to grow their business how what will be the danger signs that they're growing too quickly uh, the fact that you can't um, provide customer service in an adequate time, uh, the fact that your revenue is dropping, or revenue may be increasing but profitability is dropping, the fact that you have high turnover of staff, the fact that there is no culture in your business. If you have no culture in your business, you can feel it when you walk into that door or walk through your doors first thing in the morning. So if you have a high sick rate, from your staff, it's a, all, all that aspect of that your business may not be working as effectively and efficiently as it probably should be. Right, you've mentioned the word culture a few times and it's an easy thing to say. How do you though, Tapel, build a culture uh, that you determine within an advice business? Yeah. It, it, it takes a long time. I, I now have the fortune of looking back and say it takes years. And uh, with culture, you've soon got to realise who um, who doesn't have the culture, and you need to address that. It doesn't mean you need to eliminate them. It means you need to address it. And uh, we are very fortunate. Out of our team of nineteen, uh, we are very close to having nineteen on our bus. When I go back ten years ago, I looked at what we call our core staff. We probably had seven out of twenty was on our core on our bus, on our, on our journey, in our right direction. So over the last 10 years, we've taken seven up to 18 or 19. So the ones who I say aren't quite on there yet because they're new, they're learning, they, they, they're still understanding where they fit into this ever-changing business. So the proportions up, has there been a big turnover of staff in that time, to Pell? Um, not overly, no. So we, like any business, we lose staff to uh, maternity and we lose staff to family reasons. Um, however, you know, those positions are held because those people that are currently on maternity leave, we want you to come back and that's a call to come back as soon as you can because they are valuable pieces in our business. All right, so uh, you've, you've built, um, you've evolved. Do you know where you're going, to Tapel? Uh, yeah, we, we've been on a, a, a phenomenal journey in the last uh, 15 months. Uh, we were acquired by Gallagher's on January 3rd, 2017. We weren't for sale, uh, but what attracted us again was that word culture. Uh, when we met them, we met them in the UK, we met them in Chicago, we met them here in Brisbane, we met them in Sydney, and these were all different people in their global business. And what, it, what attracted us was many of these people had their own businesses at some point in the past, whether it was three years ago, eight years ago, 10 years ago, and they've all stayed with the business. Now, as we all know, being self-employed advisors, it's very difficult to retain self-employed people, yet somehow they've been able to do it. 
and it comes down to that culture it comes down to they don't micromanage when they when they came knocking at our doors they said we don't want to change who you are we don't buy things that are broken we buy things that are working and that want to grow a business and that can fit in with the rest of our existing business and just add another service another benefit to our clients that was the attraction well congratulations on the business that you've built and you continue building is there one particular message perhaps you can give aspiring advice business owners uh, some lessons uh, some 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 key tips or recommendations for those just starting out on their journey um yes uh never stop evolving your business our industry is changing immensely i'm only 15 years old in this injury industry and many of you listening to this podcast are 30 years of age uh, but this industry is changing weekly monthly and uh, we need to continuously adapt and uh, we, you know, we were fortunate to have won uh, the afa's practice of the year award in 2000 and 14. Wow, that's a long time ago. And I remember in, in literally the, the, uh, the, the, the speech that we gave to acknowledge everybody who had helped our business was that uh, today's ceiling is tomorrow's floor. And, and that is the honest truth. Because and you've found that uh, since then? Oh, without a doubt. So I look at what's happened in, in that last three years is astronomical uh, at where this industry has now changed. And I think the changes that are potentially going to occur in the next three or four years uh, due to uh, changing legislative requirements, uh, the current legal proceedings that are happening in our industry, I, I think that uh, we now need to open our eyes and start saying, right, what is the best model to be moving forward? Well, we'll monitor your progress with interest and maybe come back and have another conversation in a few years' time. That'd be great. I look forward to it. To Pell Kafer, Gallagher's, thank you for your time. Thanks, Peter. This Advisor Success Series podcast was brought to you by Asteron Life. Contact your Astron Life BDM on 1800 739 641 to find out how both you and your clients can get more out of Astron Life.